everyone. Well, hey, everyone. Hi. <laughs> we were just sitting here amping ourselves up for this podcast yes. because we really want to get get you all excited about whatever it is that excites you. We, like your dreams, your yeah. daydreams. Like what what lights you up and... We don't want you to be discouraged because I think sometimes we can experience feelings like setbacks or like things aren't going to happen for us. But in this podcast episode, we want to channel like all the excitement, the passion, the feeling that you are 100% worthy of whatever it is that lights you up, that gets you excited, that makes you feel alive. Exactly. And thinking about it is possible to have everything that you desire. Yes, it really is. And no dream is too big. Yeah. It really isn't. But I think a lot of us, um, there's a couple things we want to talk about. We want to talk about how to keep the dream alive and also talk about the things that we think of that block us from receiving the dream. Or if, because, oh, wait. Oh, I just thought of something yeah. else. Because in addition to like blocking us from receiving the dream happen, it we can block ourselves from the next step getting us a little closer to our dream. Do you know what I mean? Like instead of that feeling of like, oh, we're just, you know, like it's just going to appear one day like out of nowhere. It doesn't really work like that. No. We just kind of end up on um, a path and we have steps and we turns and things like that. So... I think we want to just kind of clear clear that up. It can really happen in any way possible. Yeah, it's trusting the journey, but I think also that spark, I think the spark is within us, right? Of like that little dream, yeah. that little desire. Yeah. Of, oh, I'd really love to be doing this. Or, yeah. I really enjoy this, um, but like, kind of brush it off. But yeah. that's our like intuition and desire speaking I, to us. Exactly, like exactly. Because why would you be having this dream? It's like, I know myself, I feel like there's something probably like more creative in my future. Yes, I know I'm making paintings, but mm -hmm. I think it's more involved than just that. It's not just me making and selling paintings. There's something else. I can't quite figure it out yet, but I know there's something there. And so what I do is I kind of try on things. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like yeah. you start thinking, well, maybe it's this or maybe it's this. And don't be afraid to be wrong that, you know, I think when I was a kid, it was, I was very interested in many things. Were you, Sarah? I was very interested in terms of career or just creative? Just creatively. I like remember things. being really creative and I kind of lost that later on. Yeah. Uh, it kind of like stunted that creativity in me. I used to write letters. I used yeah. to love um, like the idea of writing a book, for example. Oh, yeah. Which I loved reading. And I remember as a kid yeah, being like, too. oh, my God, imagine if I had a book. Uh, and then it would just be dismissed. It's like, no, I'm not that person that writes a book. Mm, that's a good one. Not that person. I yeah. think, why do we think that we're not that person? I think uh, there's some belief in that's not my journey. I think maybe seeing the journey of others and thinking, assuming that's going to be my journey, but there was always something. Oh, wait, in, yes, right? you just said it. I think you said something really important there. You you see their journey, yeah, and you're like, I can't even possibly fathom how that could be my journey. But every journey, every person's journey is unique. Yeah, like we, it's like our. 
fingerprint. It's not the same. And it's, and for us, and I think that's a big thing. Oh my God, mm -hmm. you totally, because I've been dreaming big about something. I don't want to say it yet, but I've been dreaming big about it. And I hear, I've been listening to podcasts about it and things like that, because I just want to kind of like, it's my research phase. Yeah. Like, is this the right fit? Is this the right creative outlet? Like kind of trying it on, like is this the right prom dress or is this the right whatever, you know, for me? And um, so I've been listening and I hear other people talk about their journey and I'm like, oh, that doesn't feel right for me. Like, mm -hmm. that doesn't feel like my journey because, and then it starts making me kind of doubt, like, is this my dream? Like, is this something that I would be good at? Because my journey is not like their journey. Yeah. Like, I can't conceive my journey being like their journey. When you don't know. We don't you have know no our idea journey. what the journey is, and it's trusting that that one desire, that yeah. something driving you towards it, doesn't mean it's going to go in that way. Exactly, and it's going to be uncomfortable. Yes, because to do something that you don't know, it's always uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. So whereas before, I think would have made me scared, and like, no, just stick to what I know. I'm really good at it. I'm mm -hmm. getting validation. It's working. Just keep going on this path that I can see control mm -hmm. and predict yeah yeah i think i mean you made me think of something too when you were saying that because i think that when we i don't really know where it comes from but we start to like shut things down because we can't see and predict yeah. so it's like we just block out ideas because we can't see or predict and you know the thing is Okay, we block out ideas because we cannot see or predict how it may happen. Mm -hmm. And I like to say, like, when you do, when you let go of that, you're like walking into the dark room of the unknown. And I refer to this story when I was in um, this island called Holbosch. It's in Mexico. And we wanted to see the plankton, like, glowing at night. It's this time of year in the summer. And... During the day, we're, like, splashing around, swimming in the water. It feels perfectly safe. And then at night, you know, there are no sharks in that water. There's, it's a long story, but there's no sharks in that particular water. But at night, we had to go out at midnight when all the lights on the island were shut out it, to be able to see the plankton. You have to go out at midnight or very late, 11 o'clock midnight. Yeah. And we were swimming around in that water looking at the plankton, but we were also very scared. It was uneasy because we couldn't see anything. Yeah. The next morning we were in the water and I was like swimming around and I had this realization that this is the exact same water. Yes. Is the exact same um, fish, like aquatic life that was in the water as it was last night. Nothing has changed except for the fact that the sun is up instead of the moon and I can see the water. It's exactly the same. And I'm not scared when I can see it, but when I can't see it, what is my mind automatically doing? It's jumping to this conclusion that the worst is in there. Yeah. The worst will happen. So it's that unpredictability and also that falling into thinking the worst. So I want to talk about those two, but just like on unpredictability, I also thought of something. Whenever you listen to a really successful person, like especially a creative person or a musician, yeah. I just always think about musicians or really, really creative people because I feel like that path is not the ordinary path, mm -hmm. usually. It's like, it's not um, like, oh, you go to this, you study this, you get out, like, law school, and then you become yeah. an attorney. It's not a straight, like, linear path. It's, like, all over the place. But you hear these people talk about their success, and they say, 
oh, you know, like I never would have thought it would have worked out like this. Like it took twists and turns and all over. And no one, I've not, I mean, I could be wrong, but in my experience, I've never heard anyone say, oh yeah, I just did this and then this happened. Yes. The, when, only, yeah. the only time I hear it's that like, is when someone's trying to sell me their program. Yeah. <laughs> like I did this and then this happened. Yeah. That's the only time. Because the universe delivers yeah. better than we can imagine. Better than we can imagine. We cannot even conceive that. And look how beautiful it was in the daylight. Yes, oh my God, it was like gorgeous the beauty the is there after that darkness, but it's also... But it was beautiful in the night, too. Yeah. And there was no reason to think the worst things. Yeah, but it's you just know? our go-to It's sometimes. just dark. Yeah. It, it's like when I was a little girl and I would be in the basement and I'd have to run up the stairs because I think the light switch was in like a weird position. Mm-hmm. So you'd have to go up the stairs in the dark. Oh. Like you'd have to turn up the light downstairs and then I'd run up the stairs oh. in the dark. And of course, my little kid imagination would think of any Everything. possible thing. And, but I always assumed that it was like the worst thing. You know, I never thought like, wow, this is kind of cool, like walking in this space where I can only feel the handrail and going up the stairs yeah, in the that dark. Was <laughs> like, that wasn't I remember, my... I was the same. I was terrified yeah, of the dark and yeah. I had to get my sister to come to at night to stand by the bus. I was terrified. Uh, yeah, I was terrified too. But only, honestly, the running, I still used to run. Not. It's only when I really um, relaxed, I think, my nervous system that I was like, I'm okay, I'm safe. I, I know. think it was my nervous system which is constantly yeah. activated by the dark. Um, it's just funny that you say that because I used to be exactly the same. Yeah, I, I know. I, I don't know when I ever got over it and even now I still, like, we bought the house like the new house like in the country and remember the first night we stayed there and I was like I don't know this place and I'm laying in the bed and I'm thinking there's a scary dark basement mm-hmm. underneath me <laughs> that's yeah. all I can think so how does this relate to dreams like not giving up in your daydream well, I think it's trusting the unknown yes but I also think it starts with trusting that little voice I mean th- I don't know any everyone's experience but typically as children we all have something we'd love to do yes and then, you know, the practicality of life is, no, that's not going to happen. And the people yeah. that achieve their dreams and, like, really step into it is because we don't believe what everyone tells us. It's not going to happen. That's too... Yeah. Uh, no. Stick to something, you know. And it all comes from fear. It does. Um, but then I sometimes have to remember genuinely when I get in my head sometimes about my dream, the life that I'm creating. Yeah. It's the life that I have right now is literally my dream life of my 10-year-old self. Really? Yeah. That's beautiful. So I'm like, it's already happening. So tell, me, tell me your dream as a 10-year-old self. Well, I remember being wanting to be um, successful at my job. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to be living in the city. Mm-hmm. At this time, it was London. Mm-hmm. I visualized London. And I remember being on the beach. And I was role-playing and acting it out. Wow. And I could see the house that I was coming out of. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want my local shop to be this shop. I want this <laughs> to happen. Um, and I could see what I looked like and how I acted mm-hmm. as an adult version of Sarah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember it so vividly, that moment. Aww. And I was like, then I was walking and it was just such a beautiful day. I'm like, oh my God, that kid on the beach. Yeah. Like, this was my dream as a little kid of like... I see it because I remember being um, so in awe of London. We would drive through London mm-hmm. um, to go to a restaurant. I was like, oh, this is beautiful. 
that's the type of life that I see yeah, for myself. City life. Yeah. Um, I think, and I didn't really know the job that I was doing, the life that I had, but I remember feeling great mm-hmm. and being in the, like this bustling city. And I'm like, I mean, I was a kid. I knew nothing else about the rest of life and what was about to occur in the journey. But I just remember being like, I have to remember sometimes this was your dream as a little kid. Yeah, that's great. I I don't know what my dream was as a little kid, but I think that's awesome that you had such a vision of it. I think when I was a kid, I really wanted to live, well, I wanted to live by the water, which I do live by the yeah. water. I didn't imagine it was the East River. I thought it was more like a beach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think for me, it was like, I just had this idea that I would always live in California because my mom was in oh, really? California. And so I just thought that I would live in California, but then, and I didn't understand the dynamics of mm-hmm. like the art world. And so I chose New York because I ended up studying art. I started getting more interested in art. Growing up, everybody said, oh, you should be an artist. You're good at art. You know, it's kind of funny, but I didn't understand what artists did to make money. Because I, yeah. I didn't really understand the whole gallery dynamic. I didn't grow up going to art galleries. Yeah. Um, I grew up, I knew that some people were artists because we would take a field trip to the museum when I was a kid and I would see yeah. paintings and sculptures and things like that, like in the Nelson Atkins Museum, which is in downtown Kansas City. And so I knew that people made paintings. I guess I didn't really know that, but those were old paintings. You know, those were from other yeah. time periods. Yeah. So I don't think I really made a connection that people made artwork and sold it like in their lifetime. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. I thought everybody that was in the museum, the Nelson Atkins Museum of Art, had died a long time ago. <laughs> so I wasn't making that That's connection. It's very confusing. It's very confusing. So I don't really know what my dream was when I was a kid, but I love to daydream. And I love to, I guess I really just wanted to make beauty, like create and make beautiful things. I mean, I was a maker as a child. I told Jerry this memory I had of being a little girl like I love to make things and when I was a kid I used to make these they're called God's eyes which mm-hmm. I don't know if that's what they're called everywhere but they're two sticks that you cross and you yeah. like get yarn and you loop it through the stick so you end up making like a striped diamond like you oh. change the color yarn so it can be like I was really into fluorescent rainbow colors when I was a kid <laughs> so they were like pink and green and yellow that's fluorescent. Cute. so it's very like I mean, I've seen them now, like, or a few years ago when that whole, like, boho, you know, like, the macrame yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So it's, like, in that field of crafting. <laughs> so I used to make those and um, sell them in my neighborhood. Oh, my God. Yeah, I used to. I'd make a bunch of them. Like, I'd go out and collect the sticks, and then, I don't know, I think I did chores. That's how I had money to buy the yarn. I'd buy the yarn, and then I'd make God's eyes, and, and they had little pom-pom balls on the ends of them and everything. Like, the sticks had little So you were balls. making art. I was making art as a little girl, and I was selling it. <laughs> so I always made things. Like, whenever I had Play-Doh, I would make little bowls with lids That's out of the so Play-Doh cool. and, like, let it dry out, and I would sell my little bowls. And um, when I was even younger, I used to dig, I used to, we lived near an Indian reservation and it was a conservation area. So they had like buffalo and Mm -hmm. things like that. And um, I was told that there were fossils like in the soil around this area, there was a big creek and stuff. So I used to go hunting for fossils and I couldn't find fossils. 
Uh, I never found any, but I decided I'd make my own, and I would sell my fossils to people. So, but do you see how you, you I did know. that with ease, though? Yeah, I did it. So I do, I guess, you know, I think I just wanted to make things that I really enjoyed and then and then have other people enjoy them, too. Yeah. And so I guess that's why I make paintings. Yeah. <laughs> but but I, isn't it great in yeah. terms of, like... But that I was your I'm, dream as a kid. You were loving doing what you were doing. And you know what's funny about it? It wasn't even like I thought it was a dream. It was just like I was just doing it because it felt good and it felt right. Amazing. You know? And so... And that's what dreams... like. That's really what we... That's, that's what, what a dream after. is. We just call it. Like, yeah. as we grow up and become an adult and we have to... Yeah. We have to put an assigned name on things. Yeah. You know, our ego needs that little tag on everything. But um, a dream. But... A dream feels like it's not real. It's like unattainable. Yeah. A dream Everyone is like, like when you dream at night, you're dreaming yeah. of something. And it's like, oh, you had a bad dream. Don't worry, it's not real. Yeah. So dream almost feels unattainable. That's and I true. think that's a really, that's a really, I don't know what that is that we just tapped into, but that's something, yeah. I think, subconsciously. Because, um, while I say like I love to dream and I had a podcast a couple years ago about don't giving up on don't give up on your daydream but the reality is the word dream in itself equates to something that's not real so we need a new word right (laughs) what is the new word what is the new word oh my gosh you guys do you have any ideas for the new word for what would have been a dream but see, it has to be something new. It has to be like, it's a reality. It's just like we are, we haven't, we've either stepped out of it or we need to step back into it. Yeah, like our soul's purpose. Yeah, because when I was a kid, I was in that reality. There was no like needing to manifest anything. I was just in that reality. And somehow I've, I had stepped out of that reality and now I'm stepping back, back into, into yeah, I'm linking back into that reality. Whereas a child, like as a kid, I wouldn't have that type of fear. You just no. would lean into what you enjoy exactly. doing. Exactly, yeah. Whereas now it's like practicality of Right, and we, we designate it as a dream. Like it's yeah. your dream. What is your dream? It's like, well, what is my dream? My dream sounds like it's something up on a cloud somewhere. You know, what is my purpose what is my soul's purpose what am I here to do what am I here to step into because that sounds so much more attainable doesn't it to be able to step into something like it could be very bad stepping into yeah no I agree on something not nice on the sidewalk of New York or (laughs) um, stepping into a whole new reality is I think it's easier than we make it. it yeah I think one trying to distinguish what that is. It's yeah. all it's within us. It is within us and I, I think about I have pivoted so many times in my life, like with my career, you know, going from this to this. Everything is kind of linked together. Yeah. Everything has led to like I'm on a journey for sure. I don't mm-hmm. think that me being a graphic designer 20 years ago is different like I don't think that's a skill that was wasted or that will be wasted because I feel like it helps me in other things and I feel like all these things like you know me working in real estate sales or me understanding real estate that's not going to be wasted me understanding sales and like having sales break me out of my shell and and to be able to articulate really abstract thoughts to people who are not visual 
that's a skill. That's not going to be wasted. I just don't know entirely. Well, I think I know, but I'm keeping that a secret for now. But I, I just like, I don't know. I, I've never been afraid to, for lack of a better word, dream about what I want to do. I've never been afraid to like kind of jump in and try things. I've, I've used up a lot of money jumping in and trying things like, signing up for things, you know, when I'm not really sure Which if that was the right great. thing. Which is really courageous. Yeah. Think, I a, think my journey's been recent with yeah. jumping in. Yeah. I mean, you know, I did a lot of things. Like, during COVID, I signed up for some things because we had a little more free time. Yeah. And I paid for courses. I got my yoga certification, which I'm not even teaching yoga. But I think the what I learned from yoga and, like, the principles has helped me a lot with other things. Yeah. And just, like, leading a different life. So the point I'm trying to make is that I think that we all need to step into our, our – I, I say dream because I don't have a better word for it – but we need to step into this vision of our self that we that we feel aligned with. I like that. Yeah. We need to step into the vision and the the version of ourself that we feel aligned with. And what lights us up? Yeah, but the the stepping into it can be so easy and it begins mm-hmm. with calling ourselves mm-hmm. by what we desire to be. Yeah. Like I think about artists and people will say, well, I'm not really an artist because I haven't sold anything. or I'm not an artist because, you know, I can't draw. But you're an artistic person. You're a creative thinker. You know, there's so many ways of being an artist. Some artists, the more successful they get, they don't even make their own artwork anymore. Mm -hmm. They have assistants that create the art for, for them. They're just, they have the vision and they direct them, you know. So I think we need to let go a lot of these like egoic kind of labels of what it is that we think we have to do in order to be something. Yeah. And just like step into that version of ourselves. Yeah, because what we tell ourselves, if I say I'm not an author repeatedly until I am one, then when will I be When will you be an author? I mean, I mean, exactly. Like what, when, I mean, maybe you write things all the time and you put careful craft into what it is you're writing. You are still a writer. You are still authoring something. Mm -hmm. It may not be in your mind what you think it should be. But we can change that definition. That's what I'm saying. Make the definition whatever we want it to be. Exactly. Um, Who says it has to be that? Yeah. It's like, and, and if someone really wants to be like that police, like the author police, do it. Yeah. But I don't need to listen to you. And I think but that's the fear of like chasing... Like, everyone's on a journey of um, that success that we see, that is built up with time. People do not just transform from one dream, mission, soul's purpose, vision overnight. It's so much of a journey. It is. That then all of a sudden it's like, oh, they came out of nowhere and they dreamed. That's not how it works. It's all a journey of the work and the learning and the... Like Amy Schumer's story, I Mm -hmm. love. Like, she was a stand-up comic yeah. for years and no one paid attention yeah. to her. And then exactly. she blew up like yeah. a few years back. Um, and any entrepreneur that you talk to that's wildly successful mm-hmm. has had a million, like not a million, but has had a few failed yeah. businesses, failed exactly. attempts in their, you know, in their history. So I think that we have to be more open to stepping into that all 
I like to say the alternate reality version, but mm-hmm. it's it's like that, but it's also um, like a parallel reality, or it's just really, it's not even any of that. It's just the version of ourselves that we envision in our mind yeah. that we desire to be and just start being that. Yeah. Start making the little steps towards that. You know, and if you have a full-time job and there's something else that you feel called to do, don't let the fact that you have a full-time job stop you. Start doing other things that align you with that. Like, step mm-hmm. into being that version of you. If you are an author, if you are a writer, but you work full-time, start incorporating ways that you can start writing some things. Start yeah. brainstorming on, like, um, outlines of short stories or, you know, whatever. I mean, I'm just not to it is talk action towards it though and trusting that every action is with purpose yes of like being intrigued by it and trying to find out information will lead you to the next action exactly or yes exactly and also just the being intrigued by it and leading you to the next action don't be afraid to take a step into it yeah and it doesn't have to be a gigantic step like you know we keep I'm going to reference being an author again because I think that's a really good example you know I think people are always like, I want to write a book, I want to write a book, but they think in their mind this book has to be like, I think it's 300 and something pages in order to be a book. I think oh, that's really? what it is. I don't know, like a novel, like oh, there's yeah, certainly it, yeah. many, certain number of words, certain number of pages mm-hmm. in order for something to be like labeled oh. as such. But you don't have to follow those rules. No. And not only that, but your first attempt, does it have to be a novel? Can it not be a short story exactly. that is two pages long? Yeah. Can your book be consist of a few short stories? <laughs> you know, do you have to, like, why do we have to think of the most difficult thing? Because it's like we're talking ourselves out of it immediately. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, I don't have time to write a novel yet. Okay, well, you could write a short story that's two pages long. You know, exactly. there's there's other things that you could do. Yeah, bring awareness to those thoughts of if, like, I know I, that's what helped me when I was like, I really want to write a book. And then the awareness of every thought that told me not to. It was like, yeah. okay, where is this coming from? What are we, and it's it takes time to just even do that. But bringing awareness to that belief system of it's not for you, um, it's not going to happen. I was like, okay, now... Now we've got to inquire a little bit more about this, Sarah, because it's a programmed belief of that will seep into every other area. Yeah, well, I mean, that is the thing. It's the awareness. It's yeah. the self-awareness, and it's becoming the observer, which, I mean, I think the key to really mastering your thinking is always being an observer of your thinking. Yeah. So, and the way to doing that we talked about last week was like journaling. Like that is a really good way because if you write about what you want to do, mm-hmm. like I know they say write about your future as if it's already happened, but I think sometimes you need to write about what you want to do, yes. what you're envisioning and see how it feels mm-hmm. and, and add in the resistance that comes up. Like I remember writing in a journal like, Today I'm feeling like this and, you know, I really want to do this and, but I'm feeling like this and I just really start doubting myself and I'm not really sure why I start doubting myself. And then as I'm writing this kind of thing, it's like, oh, wait a minute, I actually do know why I start doubting myself. Yeah. Like you start kind of opening it up. Yeah. But you have to be willing to do that. Yeah. So in terms of, I don't, the, the 
desired version of your reality is what yeah. we're calling the dream. There's got to be something better. Desired version of your reality. That is not even a good acronym. <laughs> it's just the desire, the reality. The they desired reality. Desired version of your reality. That's like a horrible acronym. So it's like desired reality. Your desire, desired reality is yeah, that works. Yeah, desired reality. Um, so whatever your desired reality, mm-hmm. what can you do now to be be that? Yeah. To just be that and, and to stop thinking that there's got to be a checklist of everything Before. and then you can finally be that, yeah. you know, and whatever, whatever, I almost said dream, <laughs> but whatever um, desired, reality. desired reality you've had, but were afraid to be because it felt so overwhelming to you, what can you do now to start stepping into that other reality that other version like in this moment i remember i was um i love stationery i love journals Mm -hmm. and i love notebooks i have tons um but i could never find that one like i had it in my mind's eye i had this vision of a journal Mm -hmm. i was like i just i keep searching for it I keep looking for it, and I'm like, the other day, I'm like, I'm going to make my own. I was going to say, why don't you just make one? It's so easy to do now. That's what I'm saying. But (sighs) before... And you could self-publish on Amazon. never even crossed my mind to make my own. Do you have Canva? Yeah, I made it. I made it. I was going to say, so just self-publish it on Amazon. Yeah. I'm like, this isn't... It wasn't even... But it came to you. Yes, now it came to me because now I'm like, I can do whatever I want to do. Yes, because now you've you've paid attention to your thinking and you've recognized the the thinking that destroys those, like can bring those down, can make you just like kind of disregard them and you've changed it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I was like, all this time... Yeah. I've been in search of this notebook and journal... And all along, it was within my vision and my ability to create. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> it's just so... And that is it. We can be the creator of our reality yeah. and in the most basic of ways. Yeah. In the most basic of ways. And I think, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I think the reason why I've been so eager my whole life, like so willing, I should say, to jump into these other versions of myself, like, oh, I want, I want to be this, and then jump into yeah. it, um, is because I was a creative person, mm-hmm. and I stuck with that creativity, like, growing up. I know we can, like you had mentioned, like, you come to a point where you kind of dismiss it, but I, I don't know why, and I don't know how. I mean, I have my reasons why I think I was creative, but I won't get into that. It's for another day. But um, that creativity and that imagination... Um, led me to do that. I forgot what I was trying to say. <laughs> oh, because I was, I, I think, and I think for creative people in general, that people that work in making and creating, mm-hmm. we just make shit. Yes. Like I tell Jerry this it's all the time because we've thing. got this house and it's like, well, I'll just make my own or I'll just do it. And he's like, what? No, yes. we're going to hire someone to do it. And I'm like, but if I mess up, I can just fix it. Yeah. You know? Like, I'm not afraid to make a mistake. I'm not afraid to fuck it up. You know, I can, I know that, you know, that's what happens with a painting. Like, when you, there's, there is a point when I make a painting, 
when I, if I have no preconceived idea of what I'm paying, painting. Mm-hmm. I have all my paint bottles out and I could see all the mm-hmm. colors and everything. Um, and sometimes even the colors I use are not even the colors that are there because I remix them in other bottles and I make them a little lighter and just different stuff like that. But I start painting and there's always this point where I'm like, what the hell is this? Like, this doesn't look right at all. Oh, really? It's like a moment where you want to reject it because you think it's bad. And it, in, in your brain will tell you, like, this is not good. And it's just a, it's a rite of passage. You just have to ride through it. Mm-hmm. I, I always you know like some of my friends like that are artists I talk to them and they're like yeah there's this phase where I'm like what am I doing you know and it's not looking like I wanted it to it ends up looking like something typically totally different sometimes like with a lot of with a lot of artists you create something that doesn't even look like what you intended to create unless you're like this like photorealistic painter that you know it's gonna it's gotta look like the person yeah you know (laughs) yeah it's gotta look like whatever it is you're painting (laughs) you know but that's a totally different type of painting but um yeah, there's always this phase where it's like you could just give up on it. Like, you see that yeah. thing over there? Mm-hmm. That is not done. That is like me ripping off the painting that was on it, that board panel. Oh. And that will be something someday. But I'm not ready to deal with that yet. But mostly, when I'm working on it, I finish it. <laughs> That's the rare thing. There's two pieces that are like that. That I'm just like, what am I doing with this? I don't know yet. I don't want to think about this. Because I was working with material that I don't normally work with. So it was like experimenting. But I know I'll fix it and it'll be something great. But that's the whole point. It's like trust in yourself that you will figure it out. Like I think life is a beautiful puzzle if you let it be a puzzle. And that's what I was telling Jerry too. I'm like, this house is like a puzzle. Like we don't know how to do this, but we can figure it out. And it's fun figuring it out. That's your go-to. I know, but I will hear him get really frustrated. And I'm like babe, this is supposed to be fun. Like, yeah. this is really fun for me. Like, I might get like, why is this so heavy or something, yeah. you know, or get frustrated a little bit too. But I remind myself that I am learning things and discovering things about myself that I didn't even know because I'm willing to try something new. Yeah. Because I want to do it. Because it's the it's the version of myself that I see that I want to be, you know, that I want to step into. And that version of myself requires me to figure out how to, I don't know, sand some floors or whatever you know you're also trusting yourself and probably not judging as much as you cannot because that's what i'm saying about like when i'm making the painting because there's a point where i could totally judge it i'm like this is awful this doesn't look like anything like this looks like mud right now you know but you have to like step away you have to Mm -hmm. like give it some time sometimes you have to let the paint dry and then you come back fresh you know you just have to trust the process and you have to trust the fact that you will figure it out. Mm -hmm. Like if you just stay on course, you're going to figure it out. Anyone that's ever achieved major things, maybe they just stayed on course, even though the course took them in so many different directions. Yeah. They still stayed on course. They didn't stop. You don't, whoops. You don't give up. They, you don't give up. You don't Mm -hmm. give up when you're halfway. You don't even, it's like, it's like, the the destination you don't know how close you are to the destination so you could be giving up on the destination when you're two blocks away it's right there you Mm -hmm. know it's like i'm not going to give up on my destination if it you know you're just going to stay on course i love that don't give up on the destination yeah yeah and then is and then they always say like you realize the destination is not the goal anyway but sometimes when you're making something that is the destination (laughs) so you do need to stick with it yeah Amazing. All right. Well, on that note, 
I feel pretty good. Yeah. I, on that I, note, I'm going to write my book. Yes. <laughs> You're going to self-publish your exactly. journal. Yes, yes. And I'm going to keep... I don't know if I'm going to keep making more paintings right now, but I'm going to keep trying to sell my paintings. Yes. So, and that's that. Yes. All right, guys. So it is the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Can't wait until next week when we have another one. I enjoy making these for you, and, and I'm so happy to have Sarah here. And so... I guess it's time to say goodbye. So sending, sending you, you so, so much, much love, love from New York. York. Mwah.